What a beautiful day in December. Last week we were blessed with my son coming and sharing with us, and uh, he was eternally grateful for all of your uh, you being here and enjoying that time. And uh, today I have the privilege, last week you had my son. This is the 25th year of the loss of our middle child, of our, our second son. Uh, Gary uh, was killed in a car accident the 23rd day, 25 years ago. The flowers are in honor of him. And to be honored beyond that is that we have my daughter, my son-in-law, and two of their sons here with us this morning. So now you get to meet all of my family. These are the folks that keeps me in line. They're, they're the ones I've been depending on. When you can't even put the bed sheet on, you got to call up the street and say, would you come down? We washed the bed clothes. Would you come and put them on the bed? <laughs> it's, it's a blessing to have family that will help you and, and uh, encourage you through all of these times. And... Uh, I thought about, you know, it's, uh, you all put up with me for a long time. I was looking as I was ready to change my date book. Do you realize, I, I don't because I've been having fun, but do you realize that next week I will have been here one year? No, that, that's, that's not the response. <laughs> The response is, is that we have been looking and searching and for some reason God just hasn't opened that door yet. But He will. But I want you to, uh, I wanted to encourage you on that. And I noticed that uh, Kent has put all, the, all of your uh, tithing envelopes out there. I'm glad for all of you that have supported this church and this ministry. And uh, the secretary's done a wonderful job for me. She just gave me a brand new list with all of the people, some of you that have come, some of you I never had names and phone numbers for. Now I've got them all. So I keep my eye on you, okay? And uh, so we're, we're glad for that. If you haven't received the tithing envelopes, there are some on the table out there, and uh, you're welcome to pick them up and uh, use them. Make sure you put your name at least on the first one so Kent knows uh, whose number that is. And I hope you'll get as most excited about using those cards as these kids have in this giving of their pennies. Every week they're excited about it. They, they, they gather it all week long and bring it in and, and sure, so that they can be a part of Christmas. And this is great. It's good instead of children always wanting, they're giving. And that's wonderful. That's a good lesson to teach them. And uh, so it's Christmas, and we want to talk about Christmas this morning. So I want to share with you from Luke's Gospel, chapter number 2. And I'm just going to use a few verses of this to drive home a point that I want to talk about. And the uh, beginning in the second chapter, verse number 8, I'm going to go down through verse number 14. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of humble, of the heavenly host, appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. I want to use verse number 10. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. I want to stress that this morning. I thought about this uh, scene uh, a number of years ago after we retired, and we wanted to put something in our front yard to let people know that this was what the season was all about. It wasn't just blowed up and Santa Clauses and, and snowmen and all these things, but we couldn't find anything. So I decided that I would build a cradle. And then we would go to Goodwill and we'd try to find a baby doll. Because, you know, we only had one daughter and she wasn't going to keep them baby dolls forever. And we bought a little blanket. And I put it out in the yard and you couldn't see it after dark, so I decided to manufacture a light. So I manufactured a light. I put a light on it. I had that out in about three days and one of the neighbors come by and said, just wondering, somebody say something to offend you? I said, no, why would you ask? He said, well, that in the front yard. <laughs> he didn't understand. He, he wasn't a Christian. He didn't understand what, what we were doing it for. He just kind of figure out, why in the world are you putting a baby out there and leaving it all night in that cradle? <laughs> you know, He didn't understand that. Well, you know, sometimes I don't understand a lot of things. I've been uh, kind of laid up a little bit. Uh, Last week I was free pretty much. I, I kept busy all week. But, but being sitting in a house. It was on our television. It says 25 days of Christian movies, Christian films. Or, or not Christmas. Christmas, I say. Not Christian. Christmas. And I've watched several of them. And when they're all over, I'm scratching my head and saying, what in the world has this got to do with Christmas? I mean, every one of them is uh, either the same theme, must have the same writer, because it's always somebody from up in the big city that goes back home and rescues everybody, you know. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Jesus. And I thought about the, uh, the Sunday school teacher that wanted to make that effect. And so in her class, she built a, uh, she built a little stable in the corner of the room, and, and then she had some straw brought in, and they put it on the floor, and and then uh, they put baby Jesus in a, in a manger and they put Joseph and Mary and she put all of the animals and, and the wise men and everybody around. And she had a new boy. It was Christmas time. And so she had a new student that had come in and she noticed that he kept gravitating over to that corner of the room and, and watching this. And, and uh, she thought, well, he's new and, and he didn't understand. So she walked over and said, is there, is there something that keeps pulling you over here? And he's standing there looking, and she says, Do you have a question? He waited a moment, and then very slowly he said, Yes. What has all this got to do with Jesus? You see, he was a new student. He wasn't used to the Bible. He hadn't had it read to him. He didn't understand what it was all about. And so when I thought about Christmas, Christmas is a time when we need to let people know what it's all about. 
We need to let him know that it's about. This little fellow didn't understand. And so, so he said, I, I'd just like to know what does God, where does God fit into all this? Well, you ask the same question today of most children on the street. If you were to ask them, what's Christmas all about? Immediately they'd say, gifts, toys, maybe an iPad. Maybe something, a new game of some kind. You see, that's the interpretation in our generation of most people when it comes to Christmas. But it's not just the kids. If you were to ask an adult that same question, ask a parent what Christmas was saying, they'll say, it's buying and spending and baking and parties. But how much is it about Jesus? If you ask the business owner that has all of those things, what it means, what Christmas means, and they'll say it means big crowds, it means long hours, it means, it, it means a lot of more money coming in. That's why we stretch it to Black Friday that starts on Thursday now, because we can't get enough. You see, what it is, to many people, that's what it means. You ask the business owner what Christmas means, and he'll tell you it means crowds, bright lights, bargains, and balances. But ask a born-again Christian whose life has been transformed by the power of the Son of God that was born in the city of David. And they will tell you that the Christmas is about a child being born that saved them from sin. You see, that's what we need to realize what Christmas is. A Savior has been born. What's the real meaning of Christmas? Kind of reminds me of the, of the good news, bad news story told by a, a pilot. Pilot come on the plane as people were flying on a Christmas and he said, I got good news and bad news. The good news is we're making good time. But the bad news is I've lost both of my engines. You know, sometimes I think that's what happens to us in our generation. We have good news and bad news at Christmas. The good news is that Jesus was born for all of us. But the bad news is that most people don't even know who He is. They don't even know what it's all about. You see, it's kind of like the, the light at the end of the tunnel for many people today. It's not the light of getting out. It's a train coming in the other direction. We live in a world today where so much difficulty. He came and He comes to save us from a collision. Thank God He came because He saved us from the collision of eternal death without Jesus Christ. In this season of the year, the Christmas pageants, it's always going on as most churches, you know. We've gotten away from them. But I can remember when uh, my son-in-law, who married my beautiful daughter, her, his parents were our youth directors when we were just children, Beverly and I, just teenagers. And they run pageants in the church, and so we were chosen to be Joseph and Mary. <laughs> uh, you know, they made the connection before we did. But you know, when they did those plays, many times, to make them authentic, they would find mom and dad's old robes and put on. 
they would find grandpa or great grandpa's cane and they'd use the cane because the children were small and they could use a cane that looked like a staff. And, and we would have those plays, you know. We put on that Christmas. We'd, we'd, we'd live that Christmas story. Well, there was one that was going on in a church not long ago and they were teaching them and they were putting angel wings on on some of the children and dressed in these robes. And uh, one mother had a son and a daughter. And the daughter was an angel and the boy uh, was also, uh, you know, being a part of it. And so she was having a little struggle with him. And But he was to say, they were going to recite Luke 2, 10 and 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the little boy was to recite that, so his mother taught him. She kept practicing. She'd practice at breakfast. She'd practice at lunch. She'd practice in the afternoon. She'd practice at supper. She'd go to his room when he was going to go to bed. And so you know this words. And so he learned those two verses. When it come time for practice, he got up there and just as boldly as can be and recited it. But on the night before the program, he was struggling. He was afraid when people got in the auditorium what he would say. And so he, 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 he'd gone through this practice with some of the people there. They were going to do the big production the next day. And so going home from the, in the car, he said to his mom, he said, I don't understand that word tidings. What is that? She said, well, that's good news. That means good news. And so the night of the production came up and he recited that all the way down to the word tidings and he couldn't think of it as mom sitting in the front row like most mothers and she's mouthing out the word tidings, tidings, tidings. And finally the little boy couldn't catch on and so she said, good news. Well, he stuck his chest out and he says, good news for all of you. Well, you know, that's exactly what Christmas is all about. It's good news. It's good news for us to understand and know. And so this young fellow got it. Well, let me tell you something. Christmas is good news for all people. Think about that. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news, which is great joy for all people. Good news of Christmas is for all people. Now, I thought about that. Do you know that elaborate gifts are not for all people? Because some people can't afford them. Today, what we do, you see, delicious Christmas dinners. You know, we put them on like Thanksgiving anymore. But delicious, large Christmas dinners is not for all people. Because everybody can't afford one. In fact, there are some people that are homeless. So elaborate Christmas dinners isn't for all people. Good health at Christmas isn't for all people. If you don't believe that, go to the nursing home. Thank you, Dixie, for being here today. She knows what I'm talking about. Brother Dean Burrell's over there. Brother Dave is up in another one in a rehab. And so, you see... Christmas isn't good health for all people. There are some people that don't have good health. 
And they're hurting and there's pain in their bodies. A Christmas trip, a Christmas cruise isn't for all people. Most of us can't afford it. Okay? So when I begin to think about this, a beautiful home decorated to the hilt. I mean, when I thought about it, they were showing pictures of the White House. You see, all of those decorations that are out there is not for all people. Most people don't. They're lucky to have an apartment, let alone have a beautiful home. So Christmas isn't a beautiful home. But Christmas itself is for all people. Think about that. The good news of the angels shared by the shepherds that day as a Savior being born, which is Christ the Lord. The news was not ordinary news. It's not ordinary news. Do you know something? The angel that came to Mary and told her she was with child came special delivery. The angel's message was sent special delivery. You see, everything is not spent special delivery. Go to my mailbox, especially on Wednesdays. I get all the junk mail in town. I mean, most of the time. But let me tell you something. If it's something that is important, something that needs to be relayed, something that only I am to know about, it comes registered special delivery. That's why God sent an angel to Mary that day. It wasn't just anybody. It wasn't just something that was written. He sent the angel to her so that she would understand. And you know something? The angel came to Mary to tell her. And then that same angel went special delivery to Joseph and told Joseph, this woman that you've been dating, that you're engaged to, is with child. But it's okay. Because it's of the Holy Spirit. You see, an angel brings special delivery. When it's important, it's special delivery. That's what makes Christmas, and that's what makes the gift that Jesus gave, or that God gave through Jesus special, because it was brought special delivery. It was not ordinary news, it was good news. It was news of great joy. Good news of great joy for all people. The news of Christ's birth, my friend, when He was born, was great news. It was great news then, and it is great news today. It is great news. Now, the reason I say it's great news, because it's for all people. You see, the message of Christmas is for every race. The great news of Christmas, my friend, is for the rich and for the poor. The good news of Christmas is for people that are sick as well as people that are, are, that are not sick. It's for the educated and the uneducated. It's good news for men and women in prison. It's good news, my friend, for the alcoholic and the drug addict. It's good news for person, people who have no purpose in life. It's good news for the troubled and the unhappy. You see, it brings great joy if you know the good news. It's good news for the depressed and the discouraged. It's good news for men and women and young men people who desire to have peace and happiness in their heart. It's good news for world leaders. It's good news for our government. However, you must do more than just know that it's good news. 
You must do more than just recognize it as good news of great joy. My friend, you must do more than just hear it. You must apply it. Because without applying it, you must believe it. You must accept it. Believing it and accepting it is the only way for good news to be news of great joy. Now, there's lots of good news that comes out, but it's not always joyous news. You see, it's when you believe it, when you know that it's for you, when you know that it was sent directly for you, for you to have a part of it, then it becomes good news of great joy. My friend, when Christmas becomes that, things will be different. When an individual believes and accepts the good news of great joy, that means he accepts Jesus Christ as his Savior, as his Lord. He accepts the one who was crucified for his sins. Christmas is good news for all people. I thought about a story that I read not long ago about a family that decided that they would go and take their little girl and their baby boy and they would go out for an evening meal. They went into the restaurant and as they went into the restaurant they got a high chair out and they put little Eric in the high chair and little girl sat over the table with mom and dad and they looked around. There wasn't another child in that restaurant. But as they were sitting there, it wasn't too long until pretty soon little Eric, who was sitting in the high chair, began to bang on the tray. He began to look around with bright eyes and, Hi there! Hi there! Hi there! And they began to wonder, who, Who's making him so bubbly and excited and they happened to turn their head and see that there was a there was a man that was sitting off to the side. Looked like a bum. She said he she looked at him, he had long hair and had whiskers, not not a beard, just whiskers that hadn't been shaved, and he had a, a shirt on that was filthy and had the buttons missing and some pins in it, and she looked down and he didn't have a belt, but he had a big old pin holding his pants up. His hands were filthy. And this little kid looked over at this man, and this man said, Hi, buddy. Can you play peekaboo? Can... Hey, hey, big boy. Can you say hi there? Howdy. And little Eric tried to mimic what he was saying. And the mother said she looked around and she was so embarrassed because here her child was doing things it had never done but this dirty old man that kept interfering. She said, I didn't know what to do. We had ordered our meal. We couldn't leave. She said, we sat there and ate as fast as we could eat. My husband said, you take the children and go to the car. I'll slip up and pay the bill. We'll get out of this place. She said, I took Eric and put him in my arms. I started out and I tried to turn so that we'd not, we had to get near this guy, he's right by the door, and tried to turn so, so he'd never, never have any more conversation with him. And she says, as I walked by, just as I walked by, that old dirty, filthy man stood up and put out his arms. And Eric went over my shoulder and jumped into his arms. And I didn't know what to do. There's my beautiful baby in the hands and the arms of a filthy bum. She said all of a sudden, Eric was 
pulling on his beard and laid his head on his shoulder and, and she said he was just hugging this guy as tight as he could hug him. She says, I looked over and I thought, how am I going to get my baby back? And a little while, she seen the tears coming down the face of that little old bum. Pretty soon, she said, he handed him back to me. And she handed them back to me and I walked out the door. She said, I walked to the car and my husband said, what's wrong? She said, by then I was bawling. She said, you know something that was just revealed to me? That my baby is like Jesus. He saw that man that needed something. This man, when she walked through the door, said, Thank you, ma'am. You have just made my Christmas. And she said, I was looking at him like I wouldn't want to have nothing to do with him. And my child, seen beyond the dirt and the filth, saw a man that needed love, that needed cared about. And I was willing to run away from him. I wonder how many today in our world out there that need somebody that will give them a hug. How many of them would like just for you to say a word to them? Or smile? Or maybe even give them a dollar? You see, this is the greatest season of the world for evangelism. I thought about that. You know, God sent an angel to Mary and Joseph. And God sends angels today. You know what an angel is? He's a messenger. And you know what evangelism is? It's a messenger. If you'll take the word evangelist and look right in the center of it, right in the center of it, there's a word, angel. Spell it sometime. You know why? Because that's God's message. Our message as a church of God is to bring the realness of Jesus to the lives of those that are hurting. Those that are discouraged. Those that feel like, what's Christmas to me? Those that feel like I've made so many mistakes and so many errors, how could God love me? But I'm here to tell you today that God has sent the greatest gift that could ever be given. And He's made it a national holiday. He's made it a time when people will accept it if only we'll preach it. That's what we need to do this season. In closing, got one more story. You know I like stories. A little boy was upset that mom and dad was it was Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, hadn't opened a gift yet. But they had she's busy baking cookies and pies and getting things ready and he was always in the way and so she'd be chasing him away and pretty soon he got discouraged and he was mad. He ran up to his room and slammed the door. So he sent his dad up. Father went up and went in the room, looked around. He couldn't see his son anywhere. Johnny, Johnny had disappeared. All of a sudden, he went over to the side of the bed and saw two little feet sticking off under that bed. Johnny was mad. 
He was upset. He crawled under the bed. His dad looked around the room pretty soon. He said, Johnny, where you at? He didn't answer. Dad got down on his hands and knees. Crawled under that bed. Laid silently right next to his little son. In a little while, he felt a little hand reach over and touch his hand. Took his hand and never said a word. Just held his hand. Pretty soon, Johnny turned and said, Sorry, Dad. Dad said, You know, why don't we get out where it's a little more comfortable? They got off in front of that bed and they began to talk. And He said, You know, you smell all that down there. He said, Why don't we go downstairs? Mom's fixed a God of good stuff. Let's go down there and just enjoy it. And then we're going to open gifts. The little boy said, Sounds like a good idea. Now that dad could have gone into that room. He could have got a hold of them feet and drugged that little boy off and under that bed and said, Son, you straighten up or you're not getting no Christmas gifts. But you see, that father was a Christian. And he did what Jesus would do. Jesus is not going to drag you out of anything. He's not going to hammer you to death. He's going to stand beside you. He's going to reach out His hand to you in love and compassion and concern. No matter what you have done, no matter where you have been, He's going to tell you, why don't you just come on out where it's comfortable and let me love you? That's why it's become the greatest gift there was. The Bible says God so loved the world, that's you and I, that He gave His only begotten Son. And whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Not only did He give His Son to us, but He gave us eternal life. The gift I have, I may not be able to open today, but I'm going to open it someday because I'm going to heaven. Christmas is for all people. I don't care how old or how young. I don't care how bad or how good. Christmas is for all people. That's why Christ came. Have you received Him? If not, you can. Let's stand for a moment for prayer. Father, we thank You for the season of the year. Lord, we thank You for what You've done in our lives and for our people. Oh God, we just pray that this season of the year, this Christmas, that we will again recognize what it's all about. And Father, we pray today, if there's one here that doesn't know You, that Lord, this would be the day that they would say, Lord Jesus, forgive me, accept me, I want to be part of the great family of God. Father, touch hearts and lives. And Lord, we pray that as we go through this next few days thinking about Christmas, that we'll all remember what it's really all about. It's about You and what You've done for us. Thank You for it in advance. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.